It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in Opix. Welcome up, Landers, to another episode of the Epics Podcast. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win, and this time I am not joined by Thank Me Later. Today's special co-host is TM. How are we doing tonight, my friend? Yay, yay. I'm <laughs> in the house. There you Looking go. Looking forward to this uh, this podcast. Yeah, thank you for filling in at the last moment. Uh, thank Me Later had something uh, going on that drug it out and said he might not be able to make it and if he pops on he will join us later if not uh we'll roll through it uh very excited for this episode there's been a lot of drama going on in the upland community so we have the one and only dizzy disky joining us here later uh this episode to clear the air and hopefully uh put the community at a little more peace of mind um this is episode 114, and it was recorded on January 13th, 2022. So, man, we got the Ohio connection in the house tonight hosting the podcast. Yeah. Very nice. Um, I'll get the disclaimer out of the way really quickly since we do got TM as the co-host. The potential of this being explicit is exceptionally high and the views information and opinions expressed on the epics podcast are solely those of myself tm thank me later and any guests of the podcast and do not necessarily represent reflect those of upland me inc we're not employed by or provided insider information from the upland team all discussions about properties to buy and sell are not financial advice please do your own research first absolutamente and this is not legal or financial advice of any sort and enjoy for your own pleasure. Absolutely. So, let's see here. We got the big Los Angeles announcement. Um, we won't have time to cover that here on this episode. But how far out do you think the Los Angeles City release is? You know, um, I think they said something about selling the terminals next week. So, I mean, if they're going to do that and then maybe put it off, I would think that it would be the week after. So I would say a solid, probably about week and a half, two weeks from today. Yeah, that, that's pro- that's accurate. You know, they do the terminals, and then this will have an airport also. Um, airport, train station, the whole, this is one of the top cities in the United States. And I don't even know. I'm, I'm going to have to spend more time trying to figure this one out because Los Angeles is crazy just the way that it's structured you know there's over a half a million properties out there and the median home value is like almost nine hundred thousand dollars and if you look at the map and depending on where you read it's anywhere between eh, 110 and 120 neighborhoods and then they built around cities so there's going to be a gap in the middle of los angeles where the five cities that weren't incorporated into it i don't even know how upland's going to roll this out is it going to be like new york where they break it up in boroughs but los angeles doesn't have boroughs you got any quick quick takes before uh i get on to some other stuff yeah yeah i see it rolling out a little bit like chicago i mean los angeles is an interesting city it's kind of like a granola bar you know as soon as you get rid of the fruits and nuts all that's left is the flakes so i would imagine them opening up the middle of the city and then they can even do an expansion pack like they did with oakland so let's say that it sells out and they only have 450,000. I would imagine they're going to have 550,000 properties plus in Los Angeles. And if they do that, then, and they sell out relatively quickly, I could see them extending outward, right? Huge city, huge map. If you look at the map, uh, you know, we're going to have 20 to 24 collections. Um, I think it'll sell out quicker than Chicago just because it's the only city that's really open aside from Nashville and KC. And those are kind of just ho-hum going the way that they're going. So I don't know. I'm excited about it. If you missed out on San Fran, New York, or uh, Chicago, LA is, LA is probably the last really big city before they hit up Miami and Dallas and the other top tier cities, in my opinion. And that's the most amazing thing is they're going to LA, LA next. 
So still, if you're joining Upland right now and you're there for the LA launch, you are still early into the game. You know, the super big money whales haven't come out. You know, we do have some big players in here with a lot of money, but you, you know, they're not everywhere just yet and you would think that you know maybe they'd entice those players later on so you're going to be able to acquire prime real estate in los angeles in upland prior and you'll set yourself up pretty well for the future in the game oh yeah it's definitely going to be a major hub there's going to be a lot of a lot of los angeles money hopefully they do the advertising the same way they did in manhattan upon the uh the bronx release i'm really looking forward to seeing how creative they get so yeah me too. Now, we, we do have a pleasure. It's been about two or three months since we received, uh, when we looked at overall numbers, and I did get a wonderful DM today that made my face uh, brighten up with a huge smile and saw that we had some new numbers in on uh, net worth of properties and overall properties. And I'll share the screen with you. Get your first look reaction at it. And uh, so, Abdullah, look at that number there. Have you seen that yet, TM? Uh, there you go. Just our screen sharing. Okay. So, ooh, wow. That guy's <laughs> in a different universe right there. 797,065,898.52 UPEX Network. And guys, keep in mind that that's just what he bought it at. It's not even the real market value of these things. So, like, let's say Abdullah bought some property early, and, you know, he does buy a lot of secondary. But, you know, you can easily 2 or 3x a lot of these guys' ports. You know, you can even 10x half of them. You know, who knows what Thank Me Later's property, Genesis property is worth. So just that one property would turn his whole portfolio's net worth on its head. So, Yeah, absolutely. Um, to even make the top 10 nowadays, you need 164. Um, 63 million up X plus to get into the top top 10. Um, yeah, yeah. Look at me. I'm slumming it at number seven. <laughs> yeah. You got <laughs> Abdullah, Busterworth, Sotheby's, Sanctum, Dizzy Disky, K twice, TM, MJC, 3337, Octavius and Lakey. And he's new. So new means you broke the top 100. So he jumped in somewhere from below the top 100 all the way up to t- 10. Hell, you have to have. Yeah, he was. A... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, he was a big part of the TNA. He was a big part of the TNA node. He's, I think he owns the second most property in the uh, TNA Throgs Net Country Club node to me. He's second to me. So he's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing, if to crack the top 20 you have to have over a hundred million up x net worth and property itself that is absolutely crazy to think about nowadays so the last time we had numbers was october 21st 2021 there were 262 executives now there's 384 which means 122 are new and we had a hundred uh 1178 directors and now we have 2020 directors uh, so that's 842 directors. So you're, you're seeing the money flow in here um, rather crazily. Uh, one of the things we always like to look at is what does it take to get to the top 100? And that means you would have to have a property net worth of 33,500,000 UPEX. So... Now, yeah, that's a good question from the chat. Is uh, is is Latch Lackey? No. Okay. All right. Just curious. Nope. Latch was up there. Um, where is Latch? I didn't see him. Oh, he he said I am. Oh. So he he did a name change. Ah. Yeah, that might be another thing for another episode. I had to go over the name change. I think you have to go to City Hall, but I'm not quite sure. Oh, name change. Nice. Yep. And then when you're pulling your data, it's going to have the old data from your old name and new data with your new name. So you just got to go off your EOS ID, which you can look up by looking up any Block Explorer property you have on the blockchain. <laughs> and then you just look who Upland Me sent the property to. And that key 
is uh, your name. You click on your name, and in the upper right-hand corner, you'll see an EOS ID. You just copy that, and then you can pull data aggregate for both your name changes. All right, I'll stop. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's fine. So the crazy thing is, is you were, we had um, about 150,000 landowners when we had Idan on. And so to be in the top 1% of Upland right now for net worth, that would be player in position 1,500, you would need a net worth of 1,540,000 UpX really to crack a top 1% player in the game. So if you really want to know what it takes to be a top 1% or an upland right now, your target is a uh, 1.55 million up X. So bring your 1600 bones and throw down. Absolutely. You know what the funny thing is? I, I've been selling these properties, these new players, uh, like $2,888 properties that I bought for 40 bucks in Manhattan. And they're usually new players. <clears throat> and I'm pretty sure it has to do off that marketing effort in the Bronx in Manhattan. So you'll see some new faces. And I think that board's going to look a little bit different in a couple months. Yeah. It, and I think it's going to be more and more challenging. I even looked and I'm not even in the top 50 anymore. I used to be a top 10 player way back in the day and now I'm number 79 overall so I got to figure out how to stay in the top 100 and that might be challenging but the other thing that we do like to talk about is overall properties owned and my friend you're a sick sick man one fourteen thousand one hundred and forty seven properties for real yeah Dizzy's catching up man I gotta I gotta swat him and Take, take care of some business in L.A. <laughs> yeah, and Dizzy has 12,135 properties. The next one, the next closest one's Abdullah at 8,564 properties. Um, that's pretty insane right there. Yeah. I think the, uh, after, after this, the natives are getting restless. They, they want to hear the, uh, they want to hear the straight dope. Yeah, they are getting restless. So, <laughs> Just wanted to highlight those things. Um, Now, last week, right before we went on the podcast, there was something going down in Upland, and it was that Dizzy Disky was buying out in Venom, and all of a sudden the community started to notice it, and a lot of questions started to arise. And it was like, hours before the podcast where we didn't have time to gather all the information. We didn't have time to get the facts. So we did not want to come on the air and um, present a false narrative. We definitely wanted to figure out what was going on and just not what the chat was in general and what people were saying and just what they were bringing up with the blockchain. We needed to find out more information what upland stance was what was going on you know reach out to dizzy reach out to and venom find out what was really going on uh and we we did have that so a week later uh we will bring dizzy on here in a minute but some of the points i wanted to highlight before we got into that is this buyout upland brought on themselves uh i can't remember which episode it was but we talked about it that it was a very dangerous road that Upland was going down, having these landmark auctions for 25000 40000 you know, thousands of dollars when you couldn't get your funds back out. You know, you had to put faith in the game that sooner or later you would be able to recoup these funds that you put in. And that's a lot of money to people. I mean, some people don't make $40,000 a year and we're buying virtual property. You're talking about people buying virtual property but you can only pull $10,000 out. So that was dangerous. And it went on for so long that we had the 10,000 cap, but we kept releasing landmarks and upland and they kept selling for thousands upon thousands of dollars where you'd never be able to get your money back out to purchase that transaction. So that was issue number one. And then issue number two is just the bundling itself. You know, you have to do a single transaction in itself. Uh, what are your thoughts, TM, with the overall being able to purchase a landmark but not being able to sell it for what you purchased it for or more? 
through the yeah. third party Tilla. Yeah, it's definitely a constraint of the game and it's almost like they're punishing players due to these constraints and preventing them from being able to do things with these landmarks. And you know, it, it devalues the landmark itself. If you can't get all your money out, you can't trade these things for USD. That's a handicap. <laughs> and if you're handicapping players, players will be creative, right? I mean, people have been doing OTC trades since this game started and it's never stopped. Right. So it's like we're cherry picking one just because, well, I kind of did just because I hated one of the guys, and I still do. And I love the other one. <laughs> and I was like, well, let's not play favorites here. Let's reel it back and start to look at this from a holistic view. All right. Pretty much every OG has done an OTC transaction at some point, probably 75% of them. And it's because of the, it's because of the constraints on the game. You have to allow people to transact. And sure, it's in the terms of service to a degree, <clears throat> but at the same point, if it's not enforced across the board, the community never gets a true sense of what the enforcement action is. Uh, there's no maximum law that says <clears throat> a law without a penalty is merely a suggestion. And it seems as though it's been suggested to players not to ruin the ecosystem by doing that. But I think the size of this one was able to get more people's attention. So therefore, it got the microscope. And then there was people shouting, no, oh, put everybody in jail, kick them out of the game. And it's like, really? Did you think about this? <laughs> so I don't know. I'd like to, I'd like to hear Dizzy's side and, you know, get the, get the straight dope. And Upland always says that they cannot condone any activities outside of the app, but you know, they always want you to use the Epix transfers and, uh, and, uh, fiat out through, uh, the third party Tilla. Um, now that was the other thing is everybody's like, well, why aren't they in jail? Um, so once again, you know, there was, there was a fine to pay. Dizzy had the ability to pay the fine. He paid the fine. And also, do you really put somebody in jail because you don't give an avenue for what needs to be done on the true ownership of our properties, uh, in Upland. And that, that was a challenging thing there too, besides just the fee and going to Alcatraz, um, it, it's kind of hard to justify, like, we're going to punish you because we can't, we don't have a mechanism to let you do what you're trying to do. Now, the, the other aspect of that too, is I, I did see a lot of people in chat talking about that. It was unfair. Nobody else had the opportunity for this. And I know when we talked to Dizzy, it was a, it was an all or nothing type deal um, and Venom didn't want to sit there and break apart 4,000 properties and go solicit a bunch of people. Um, and then it was talking about, well, it, it's depreciating the value of the properties. Um, so it was all or nothing. You bundle these dealers deals, you know, if you're doing wholesale or you're doing these huge deals in real life, you know, it, it was an all or nothing. It was a bundle. Somebody was wanting to get out of the game he had hadn't been active had over 4000 properties so you know he wasn't in the negotiating spot really it, it was dizzy that was able to be able to strike a deal and it was en venom's properties to sell what he felt was at a fair value now for the aspect of um the property value dizzy is still doing pretty well overall net worth and once he post these properties for sale, the value of it's going to come up to the floor itself. So it's not impacting the game. It's not impacting the economy from that standpoint of him buying each property for a thousand UPEX. It was just easier to track. Um, any thoughts of those statements or. Uh, you know, I mean, the only thing I would kind of reach out to is Dizzy alluded to the fact that he reached out to the Upland team. So um, when he when he posted that, I was like, well, that's good faith, right? If you reach out to the team and then they kind of sit on their hands or they don't take any action, you know, that would go into the good faith thing. For example, let's say you're doing something wrong and you notify, I don't know, let's say you're a money service business in the state of, uh, I don't know, let's say Washington, where you have to have a state level license. And you reach out to the state and they don't respond. Well, if they try to take you to court, you can be like, hey, you know, we tried to resolve this and we continued operating. The judge is going to look at that like, hey, there was a good faith effort here. So if we get clarification on the communications with Upland and then also paying the fine expediently, you know, I think a lot of those things go a long way in, in seeing what the good faith was. Was there intent? 
you know, I mean, if someone's opening up multiple accounts and using referral fees crazy, yeah, throw them in jail, right? <laughs> but if it's some guy trying to do a big transaction, get a bad actor out of the game. And I don't think any too many people are going to miss Venom from Upland. So, I mean, if anything, I'd give Dizzy a star for the day for getting Venom out of the game. But that's just me. <laughs> that's just you. All right. Uh, and everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the big thing is, you know, especially having something like Rockefeller Center and the Chrysler building, those were going to be dead landmarks that would have never been built. Um, so that that that's good. And it's good that those 4,000 properties, because you got a lot of dead properties right now, and you don't know if these people are going to come back to Upland. So it's not, especially at a huge account like that, to see that many properties go dead, that would have been... Uh, I mean, in the grand scheme of things with all the properties out there now, yeah, but still in those prime locations of Manhattan and San Francisco, you know, that that's a lot of good quality properties. Yeah. And when you get these uh, businesses going, you got these cars going, how many dead properties do you want to have to deal with in this game? Or do you want a, <clears throat> a good steward over the land, you know, that's going to build, develop them, you know, swap them to players that are looking to develop in a certain area? Um I think one's definitely better than the other, but I think I think probably probably a pretty good time to kick Dizzy in here and and have him just uh, have him have him spill the good old beans. Yeah, I was gonna go to you to see if there was anything you wanted to touch on really quick before I get Dizzy on. Mm, just a TNA node's doing awesome. Uh, <clears throat> everything everything good's going with the TNA node. Can't wait for Los Angeles and continuing to build, 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 and develop, develop, develop. So, without further ado, we will bring on the one and only Dizzy Disky. He was a guest on episode nine called The Game Changer, all the way back in 2020. But uh, he's always commented here and there on the podcast itself, but back in an official guest capacity. Dizzy, welcome to the show. Thanks. Glad to be here. So, uh, glad to have you on. Um, Been a popular man this last week. (laughs) there's something going on i should know about or what (laughs) yeah um so first off how how did this deal even come to be yeah and and i'll and i'll put this out there so i I went back before the show today and i went through dms i went through uh text messages um went through emails between myself and venom myself and upland uh etc etc just again so i get all my facts straight and, and try to be as as open and transparent about how everything kind of went down. And I think hopefully people will get a better understanding of, okay, I see why maybe there was a delay in, in getting a response um, as well as um, I guess maybe just some clarification on things that were said, et cetera. Um, before I do that, I'm just going to throw this out there. So I know I, I've been on a couple times before and next one will do it too. It's Dizzy Deesky now. Come on, Deesky. My last name is Dikowski. So I got the D and the ski. This, this Disky thing, it's like, come on now. It's not a disc. It's a <laughs> Discs were floppiness, three and a half inches back that day. I mean, some things are maybe still three and a half inches, maybe five and a quarter, but they, you know, who's gone? Who's gone? <laughs> but no, so here's how it went out. Um, I want to say back sometime last year, Venom was thinking, I think, about getting out of Upland. Um, he's like, let me sleep on it some more. And um, nothing ever came of it. I didn't think anything was, et cetera, et cetera. Last Monday, so it would have been, what, the third? Yeah, the third. Um, he just basically sent me a DM and said, hey, um, I'm thinking about selling out. Do you want to get in? So we exchanged some messages, and um, we basically agreed on terms for me to buy his entire collection. Um, I asked him, you know, because other people might be interested, like, why was he deciding to sell? And I asked him, like, hey, why, you know, why are you selling? He basically said, you know, he wanted to focus more on Green Rabbit. So I didn't, you know, necessarily probe anymore to say, was it Green Rabbit? Was there something else? You know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but then just talking to some more, he also said that there may have been some, some bad blood or some issues between he and Upland, uh, kind of regarding the Upix world and possibly a breach of contract or something, and, and that Upland wanted him out. Um, and again, I'll, I'll elaborate on that more later because there's some clarity on that. But I basically went forward with, okay, Upland wants him out. This is kind of a win-win situation. Um, you know, he said it was blessed. It will be fine, et cetera, et cetera. 
So I kind of started late Monday afternoon, um, probably late Monday evening, uh, making the first initial offers. So again, there was about 4,200 properties. And I think about I think about 300 to 700 properties went out that night, again, kind of depending on the timing of things, uh, between what I had sent versus maybe what was accepted that night. Um, Before you get so again, this, is, yeah, I I know yeah. you got this. No, all no, time so that was basically after. Monday. Yeah. yeah. Now, before you get all the way into that, how did you guys come come up with the fair value of what his account was? Because I know he had about 150, 160 million uh, UPEX net worth, and then he had some, probably about another 30 to 40 million UPEX sitting around based off of the numbers that were ran before. So it put his overall net worth, you know, somewhere around 190 million upex so for somebody that's trying to sell out and then you're taking advantage of somebody that's like not looking to fully capitalize on the true value how'd you guys work through that yeah he basically kind of set the price um and again for people who might want to say i wish i you know, could have gotten in and everything like that it is true what you said earlier it was kind of an all-or-nothing deal um uh, well over six figures um so not something i take lightly and something that honestly took a ton of ton of work so um, he basically did not lose anything on the game. I'll put it that way. He came out ahead. Um, but yeah, it wasn't necessarily near market value just due to the fact of, again, I had to buy everything. And there's, there's a lot of properties, again, certainly will be of much higher value than, you know, mint price or some kind of multiple of mint price. Um, but there's a lot too that I, you know, are going to be hard to sell or just I might be sitting on for a while. Here's a good um, So that's, yeah, so that's the up. I guess that would be the the uh, the land value side of things, and then on the upic side of things, um, that was basically sold at a discount. Did uh, did you did you pay him in Bitcoin for the property? I paid for everything in Ethereum. Okay. Did you check the wallet to make sure it's not going to dark net markets? No idea. No. Okay, we'll talk. Okay. I wouldn't use that wallet again because it probably is dirty. <laughs> as soon as you sent the money to him. Now you just freaked this. Right. Now you just freaked this. <laughs> <laughs> no, it. I know it went to like a Binance account. That's all I know. Because I got a screenshot that I went through and stuff. So that's all I know. Oh, okay. All right. No. Okay. Yeah. So that's how it was his pricing, and it was still fair enough. That brings up the question of, all right, so it was greater than six figures, and that's not something anybody takes lightly. Um so that makes you pretty bullish on Upland. What was your, so the numbers made sense to you, what was going through your head then at that point in time? Yeah, I think, I, I guess as far as like, you know, greater than six figures, I'd say it's greater than 100K. Because I guess if it was greater than six figures, we're talking seven figures, and that would be a little insane at this point in time. Um, I don't have the Genesis property, so the Genesis property, then maybe be a different story, but I don't. Um, so as far as kind of the valuation, I think some people on the call remember this, maybe not, but, I was the other guy really won that Rockefeller Center Plaza property and I was hovering over it that day and he, he snatched it up and, you know, kudos to him. I, th- you know, I think he really wanted as well as a way to kind of, you know, get Upland going and talking a little bit more about Green Rabbit and some of the projects he had going. Um, I wasn't, I, I'm not really a, a spotlight kind of guy. I like to just play the game kind of in the shadows. Um, so I wasn't as, into it for the fact of, Hey, I get to do an interview with uh, Dirk and, and be on a show or whatever. Um, but yeah, a lot, a lot of the reason I was interested in getting his collection was because I really wanted to get that Rockefeller center, uh, the Chrysler building off, obviously another really, really awesome property in New York. Um, a large property over in, in Dumbo there in Brooklyn. And just overall, just a lot of nice properties. Um, a lot of things in San Francisco that I didn't really have a, a multiple on. So, um, and a lot of earlier properties, you know, he didn't really get into the Clevelands, the Kansas cities, um, some of the other newer cities that have been released, New Orleans, et cetera. Um, it's kind of some of the OG stuff that, you know, you and I and, and others in this call have dealt with back in the day. Yeah. All right. So you processed up. So how long did it take you to process about 700 uh, uh, offers in a day? Yeah. So that's, that's a good question. Um, so again, not looking for any, any sympathy or anything like that, but this sucked. <laughs> Anybody that wants to try to do something like this again, it took me an entire week, almost all day long. And if you think about 4,200 offers, 
first off, I did this without even knowing that upxland.io or whatever was up. I was literally going to Venom's account and typing in every single address one for one for one. And then if you clicked into it, sometimes the list would change on my crap, which ones I already type in. So I was typing up a list in Excel. I was typing in mint value just for a reference point. Um, I'd go to the property, make the offer, and then I might have to do captures. So I think, you know, after about four or five offers, you start have to start doing captures. Imagine again, sitting down for four to six hours straight doing 500, 600, 700 captures. It just, Sometimes you don't get it the first time. You got to do a second or a third one. Um, it was it was terrible. So I know that the joke is send Dizzy to Alcatraz. And be like, I'd rather go to Alcatraz and have to do all these captures again. It was it was miserable. Now just to now just to clarify, you did reach out to the Upland team before and during this transaction. Yeah. So if you don't mind, I'll I'll probably even take a step back or kind of kind of walk through that because I also want to make sure that. Um, there wasn't questions as far as upland, you know, why was there a delay or when were they really notified and when did I get on board? Um, and again, that kind of has to go with, and, and again, this isn't in no way by any means throwing venom under the boss either. I'm not trying to do that, but I was under that false pretense of there's a reason that venom wants out. It sounds like it's upland related and it was a mutual thing. Upland wanted him out. Now, as I later find out, that's not the case at all. Um, but again, there was still this, that's kind of what I based a lot of my, I guess, moving forward on. So before we could so, keep calling so here, so basically he entered the contract with you with false pretenses saying that Upland wanted him out of the game, so he lied. In so many words, but he also, as we, as kind of, we kind of things went on, I, I so, you know, Tuesday goes to Wednesday, goes to Thursday, goes to Friday, you know, again, let me kind of take a step back. So again, yeah, Monday, go for it. Talk, take a step back, for the work deal. your timeline. Yeah, I took the guidance kind of as face value, like I said, and I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus, but that's kind of what the story was, and I had no other reason really to believe otherwise. Um, I had sent through 700 transactions on Monday, about 700 to 900 more on Tuesday. Um, nothing was said, but when I say nothing was said, you know, don't get me wrong, it wasn't like I thought Upland wasn't going to pipe out or that the community wasn't going to see these transactions going through. It was pretty obvious, especially when you know the largest ones were some of the first ones that were done. Um, so late on Wednesday night is kind of when I was like, okay, I need to contact Upland about what's going on here. Um, that's also when Envenom transferred over the majority of the epics he had in his account. So again, about 30 million or so. Um, again, so for the record, that's not something that Upland wants happening. They don't want basically people taking the epics and, and cashing it out. Um, from a community pool standpoint, the community pool still gets paid. So again, he had to pay a 5% premium to sell a property that we agreed on. I had to pay the 5% to essentially sell it and vice versa. So take 30 million or 35-ish million of the epics. The pool got about three and a half to four million epics just from that transaction alone, let alone any of the properties that have, have kind of gone on here. Now, again, I took that for face value. Had other things going on that night. So again, I really wasn't too focused on upland. Um, I expressed some concerns to Venom, and he said not to worry about it. I wouldn't get dinged at all. He had reached out to Dirk. Um, and then I kind of said, well, I might reach out to him as well, and it's not like he was going to do the same. Okay, so that's Wednesday. Thursday morning, um, or Thursday, I should say, not in the morning, but just Thursday, I decided to reach out to Dirk and Iden um, just to make sure about everything. So I sent an email titled, Checking in on the End Venom Collection Sale, just to make sure everything was okay. Um, again, it sounded like it had already been discussed and blessed, but there was a lot of transactions going on. I just kind of want to make sure everything was, was legit. Um, I also reached out to X1 on Discord, um, and even though he was traveling, he did find some time that night to exchange a few messages with me. Um, so I copy-pasted the email that I sent to Dirk, um, kind of discussing how I, approached, how I was approached about buying NM Venom's collection, um, and I was told I had been blessed. Um, there may have been some other issues between Envenom and Upland, etc. I was fully transparent with X1 on the number of properties that were being sold, what I was offering on the properties, how much Upex was exchanging hands, and approximately how much in value in USD I paid for the collection. Um, he also clarified me if there was, I guess the other thing, and this is kind of when I found out, Thursday was an interesting day, I'll just put it that way. So that was the day I reached out to, to Upland. Then I, that's kind of the day I also discovered that there's a lot of stuff going down in the, in the server. And again, it may have been happening beforehand, but that was kind of the first I'd really heard of a lot of it. Um, but that's also an X1 told me. He's like, 
you know, Dizzy, before we go here, just so you know, like there's no beef between Upland and, and Venom. Like we've never not wanted him as part of the game. We've always been completely fine with him as part of the game. And that's where I was just like, oh crap, we're we'll call it two thousand, three thousand transactions in. I've already sent you know half of the money through. Um, you know now what is going to kind of happen? So that's again getting us to Thursday. So. Again, it sounds like, you know, again, X1 clarified no beef between Upland and Venom. Um, but it also sounds like he never spoke to anybody at Upland, um, et cetera, et cetera. So I just want to emphasize, and I'll take a break. One, two things. One, a lot of the assurance I had previously maybe had was fabricated a bit, or maybe not fabricated, but the bad blood sorts of things and reasoning why I was led to believe this may have been stretched a little bit. Venom did add, again, so in all fairness to him, that the last time he was really involved with Upland, the rules around OTC transactions were still very loose. There was no issue about it. There was nobody in the server having any problems. Upland wasn't regulating it really. It was never this big, big deal. So in all fairness, even though a lot of the reasoning I was acting the way I was is because I thought this was kind of already been blessed and good to go. He also kind of was like, well, the last time I did it, it wasn't such a big issue. Um, and then also from Upland's side, again, I just want to reiterate that X1 made it very clear that there was no ill will or anything towards Venom. Um, in fact, I think after Saturday, maybe, I think Dirk reached out to Venom to say, you know, is everything good? Just wish you luck in your future endeavors and everything like that. Um, my dealing with Venom went very, very well. The terms of our deal were set. He communicated really well along the way. He answered any questions I had. We both made a few jokes. Um, he shared some other info about a few properties and neighborhoods that might pique some interest from some community members. Um, he never pestered me for payment along the way. Um, so again, I know there's some mixed feelings on, on Venom, but my dealings with him um, went just fine, actually. So, so I guess it's to, to Thursday, and I'll stop there. <laughs> well, if you're helping him do whatever he's trying to do for whatever reasons with whatever funds he got, then I'm sure he'll be very nice to you. Yeah, and that's and that's fair too. Um, I guess it's one of those things too that there may have been some misunderstandings, or again, maybe some things were misstrewed a little bit. Um, and and I acted upon that, but I also I guess I don't want to. Actually, I'm not here to throw any banner to the bus for saying what he did or doing what he did either. Don't worry, we'll do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, and Thursday is kind of the first time um, I started receiving DMs from people like, heads up, there's some people kind of pissed off here. And I somewhat jokingly say this, but somewhat seriously, I received everything, I received everything from support from some people, including some of the bigger players in the game, to jokingly, but almost seriously, death threats. And I say that kind of serious, but jokingly, like some people were beyond upset, and I wouldn't say I felt threatened, but pretty close to it. Um, so again, people, this was a game. We're, we're working on things that, unfortunately, we had some limitations on the system. We were trying to get some things through. Yes, it's not, you know, typical to what happened. You know, people aren't usually buying 4,000 properties at a time, but um, you don't need to get too nasty, I guess, over DMs or, or publicly about it. So, um, yeah. Yeah, well, when um, people talk over social media, they tend to have bigger balls than they have in real life, right? True. True. And I think some people too are wanting, you know, are demanding answers right away. And what I'll throw out there again is this is a lot of this kind of happened on Thursday. Um, I went to go to Jerk's Calendly to get on his schedule to, to have a call with him. And he was, I think his first opening was Friday night. Um, that's when I got a reply back from via email as well. X1 was traveling with the LA announcement. You know, Dirk may have been all the office too. Uh, in any case, people want immediate answers, but sometimes like things like this take time. You know, we need to get the facts straight. We need to kind of discuss what's going on. And yeah, maybe I'm biased because, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people transacting, but, you know, too stupid, TM, if it was TML, I, I guess I wouldn't even have thought twice about it. I've been like, kind of what you're saying, TM, like, cool, you know, you're getting someone in the game who wants to develop these properties, has always been a good actor. Um, let's keep it rolling. So yep. that's that. Yeah, let, me, um, let me know who the death threats came from. I'd like to get that. <laughs> that wasn't death threats, but again, it got a lot nastier than just, hey, stop it, or you're not a-hole kind of thing. So, uh, And I guess the last thing I want to throw out there is, you know, Monday rolls around. Um, that's when the, you know, the, the larger transaction, the community pool happened. Um, X1 said, hey, when I'm, you know, I've got meetings that morning. Let's touch base that afternoon. So we did. 
Um, he discussed that he and the team reviewed it and determined that, you know, I and N Venom would have to contribute to the pool. Um, you know, N Venom was basically out at that point. So I agreed to pay hundred percent of the fee and I paid it while we were on the call. I paid it immediately. There was no questions asked. Um, I also asked if Upland planned on posting any announcements in general or on the Upland debate channel or, or anything like that. And it sounds like some feedback may have been shared within UCN or maybe they posted something in UCN looking for feedback and that's something more maybe posted broadly later. Um, I'm not part of UCN, so I really don't know, again, what the plan was, what was said, um, what Upland plans to say, if anything. Uh, I just do know that, again, I think with some of the plans they have for 2022 here with, you know, maybe increasing the caps or removing the caps for some of the offers, um, hopefully bundling at some point in time, those will be things, again, that would eliminate, you know, essentially almost all of what just is it safe to say, Dizzy, that if you went to a police officer and you asked if something you wanted to do was okay and he said yes, and you did that thing and he sent you to jail, that would be entrapment? I believe so. <laughs> okay, so in your situation, you notified Upland of what you're doing, you got the blessing, and if they wouldn't throw you in jail for that, wouldn't that be entrapment? Yeah, and again, it was okay. one of those things that, well, I guess it's one of those things, too, you could have someone tell you to do something and you may not realize after the fact that you're kind of breaking the law. Yes, I know what the terms of the service were and that, you know, we weren't necessarily supposed to be doing a lot of OTC stuff. And I think I've admitted that before, like, yeah, I did it, you know, and there was unfortunately, you know, no other good way around it. Um, but I wasn't also trying to escape the entire system. And that's why I reached out to Upland and say, look, I thought this was kind of blessed. Is that not the case? And they're like, we have no idea what you're talking about. Um, and that's when I was just like, well, here's everything I know. Here's all the properties, prices, dollars. Let's Let's figure out a way to do this. Um, and then, you know, another thing on the deal, people are again, kind of complaining about, well, I want it in or whatever it might be. It's not just the fact of, and Venom not wanting to break it up. Um, we did agree to do all or none saying he wanted out of the game. And I kind of was basically like, all right, well, if I'm going to get this at a certain price and I'll, you know, I'll buy everything else that you're sending along with it. But the game also doesn't allow us to send offers in USD, if I could have sent offers in USD, I don't think Envenom would have had any problem with me paying full USD price for all this stuff either. Um, he would have had to price everything individually, and we're capped at about 20 properties, I think. Yeah. And I'm guessing at least a quarter of those probably would have been sniped by other people. We would have had to coordinate what dates, what properties, what times. I mean, it would have taken weeks, if not months, to complete something like that. And if you um, just put them on the open market, it would have drove the floor down significantly without any real good cause. Yeah. You know, so again, I'm not trying to try to make excuses. Just the reality of the fact of the limitations of the system, you know, for better or for worse, that didn't allow for something, you know, uh, this large mislead to happen too smoothly. And the sad part is they don't have the mechanism set up for something like this. And this would have been a huge marketing opportunity, you, you know, to talk about, hey, the, we sold these landmarks at auction and then they were bought and you know there was this massive real estate deal in upland that was completed but now they can't even take claims for it because they didn't even have they could have used that as marketing to help say hey you know look at look at this vibrant virtual real estate market and it was a huge swing and a miss on that yeah and uh, you know it's kind of those reactionary things the after the fact again I've, i still don't know necessarily what Upland's communication is going to be, if they're going to have any changes on this. Like you said, uh, too stupid. Basically, it's one of these things where we can't condone it, nor can we really condemn you know, the OTC transactions. Um, hopefully, they'll, we'll kind of find a way that everybody will be happy and that they can accommodate these kinds of things. But um, you know, to your point, it could have been used maybe in a better light. Um, but in all fairness, you know, we didn't necessarily... Again, I said that I spoke proactively about reaching out to Upland. I didn't speak out proactively as far as, you know, getting in touch with them before I made the first offer. It was proactively, oh, this isn't what I think it is. I need to act before pitchforks and, and fire torches kind of come out kind of thing. And that's, it all kind of came together on Thursday. Now the fine you paid was, what kind of percentage was that of the transaction costs? How, do you know how that was calculated? D did you sell that up or... Yeah, so no, the, the fine was calculated by Upland. Um, and 
I, I might have an idea how they got there, but it's not, it wasn't necessarily a percentage of the property values or mint values or the epics or anything like that. If anything, it most closely aligns to the epics that was transferred, but that wouldn't make sense because the pool still received all their epics for that transfer. Um, if unless anything, it, it could have been unless it was yeah. under mint. Like if if you sold a <clears throat> if you sold a monument or something like that for nine hundred seventy five thousand, then that's obviously under, right? Oh, agreed. And and for again full clarity, all the per- the properties I did buy from Venom was were a straight one thousand epics. Um, so again, yes, that's well below market. Um, there were other reasons as to why I did it that way, and it wasn't again necessarily to escape the system. It was so that when all these things go through, um, for one, and Venom didn't want Upix. So again, by selling the 4,200 properties, you could spell what 4.2 million? Is that right? Yeah, Upix. Um, if I would have obviously paid even mint price for them, an Upix, you would have had you know 150, 160 million Upix. Um, that wasn't going to help anybody. This is kind of recreating the problem for him getting out. Um, so again, we priced it low, but he also set the floor on his properties at zero. So again, I could have offered one up X for all of them, but I said, look, let's, <laughs> let's at least show that we're putting some kind of thought behind this. And I made, you know, an offer of a thousand on each of them. So I guess it's, it's on the low side by all means. Um, so right now as a player that dings me on my net worth. Um, but as too stupid mentioned earlier too, it's one of those things where, Yes, I do plan to get these community, these properties out to communities um, and to redevelop them to the point where, yeah, you're going to start seeing more truer to market uh, last mint prices on them, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but for now, it's it's uh, fairly low for my account. Yeah. And the things that you also got to look at when, you know, one of the reasons you don't want to do OTCs usually is because do you really know the person? Do you know what's going on? So you have the dangers in that aspect of it. Um, it seemed like a lot of people were concerned about what was going back into the uh, up to the pool and, and the, the fees that, that should have been there. But, you know, Upland's trying to make sure that you're not setting up 20 accounts and just feeding one account through Upland and feeding all one account with, with properties. So uh, they, they condone it, but they can't condemn it. Um, and they do, you know, and they talk about suspicious activity and you thought the, the seller was upfront about it. And then you got the funny feeling and checked on it. Like, Hey, is this really on the up and up? Um, but you made the upland team aware they gave you a calculated penalty and it would have served you, you know, even if they put you in Alcatraz for the week, I mean, how would that have, I, I I didn't understand everybody wanting jail time on that. I, I don't understand. They could have put you in Alcatraz for six months and you're still sitting on 14,000 pro- or 12,000 properties, almost 13,000 properties. So, and you're in yeah. Upland for the long haul and you believe in it. I mean, you just made an OTC purchase in the six figure range, multiple six figure or greater than six figure range. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and once everything kind of started un- unfolding on Thursday, it's and kind of the old crap moment. Um, I realized that that was probably, you know, that could have been one of my possibilities that ended up in Alcatraz. And I, I struggled with that, but I just realized the fact that look, whatever was done was done. I can't change that obviously on the blockchain and everything. And if I'm, if I'm tossed in there for a while, then so be it. Um, so again, I just, that's why I try to be just so transparent with the team as far as, you know, this is what I was told. This is what I was led to believe. And again, when I say told not to believe, I, I'm trying not to to put words in people's mouths or make it sound like this is all in Venom. And he reached out to me to sell the properties. I probably should have double-checked from the get-go with, with Upland, especially on the size of these. Hey, is this good to go? Is this all legit? Um, so, And honestly, I'll take ownership for that. Shame on me for not doing that earlier. Um, but again, I once I realized that something wasn't quite lining up, I did try to reach out as soon as I could. Yeah. And then, uh, then we did get some clarifying information too. Um, just as you said that Upland has no, uh, no issue with it. Some back channel conversations that I was having, 
just says that there was clarification that uh, Envenom's statement regarding legal issues is false to the knowledge nobody at Upland wants him gone or has suggested that he leave the game. Every decision he made here was of his own doing. And that's uh, officially from Upland there. Um, so he lied again. I'm wondering if that guy ever tells the truth. Well, we're not we're not here to dis- discuss that aspect of it. And uh, you know, I mean, it seems like an interesting pick for uh, for co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll up my ass for that guy. So. Well, you know, you have good. it's all good. You have the one person that stays uh, fair and you know fair straight down the middle and talks both sides and. Then you have your uh, color commentator, and uh, that's what TM is, is our color commentator. Yeah, they don't call me the best in the business for nothing. I'm I'm kind of like uh, the guy from the <clears throat> the TV show, Major, uh, the movie Major League, you know. Yeah. Now, and, and that's the interesting thing is there's in, in the chat, you saw people claiming that they went to jail for similar things and people have gone to Alcatraz. People have done, done time, had to pay fees. But once again, the Upland teams never, you know, at least you can open up the newspaper or search on, on the web at court documents and show, Hey, you know, this so-and-so did this so-and-so was sentenced to this blah 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 there's no like docket of Alcatraz punishment so it's it's kind of hard because you're taking people at uh their word of why and Upland doesn't really comment on each individual case of laying it out that hey here's the reason here's the sentence here's the fine uh, like you could find in public records yeah like Ben 68 brought up a really good point like yeah how about some clarity I know they're working on the uh I know they're working on the escrow account to where you can sell multiple properties and all this, that, and the other thing, but it's not quite there yet. And I think the thing that they're worried about is 50 different people running to them and then not having profit audit channels in place to make sure that they go smoothly and they don't want to be held accountable. <clears throat> so I think that's where they're at, where they have a mechanism they're working on right now. It's not done yet. And it will, it will be there in 2022. I'm, I guarantee that. In 2022, there will be an escrow service for these kind of transactions. And in the meantime, they get a bad actor out of the game. They get a good actor with the properties. <laughs> There's been a fine implemented, which if they threw him in jail, it would be entrapment. And they decided to throw him a fine, which let's not even call it a fine. Let's call it a community pool donation based or a community pool fee based on the transaction level at hand. That's a good way to put it, I think. Yeah. Because a fine is assuming you did something wrong without the team knowing, right? But if you get permission from the team to do something, it's merely a fee, right? Yeah, and like and I mentioned too, like if you know, I'm with Ben sixty eight on this as well. This just all happened, and I still don't necessarily, you know, you asked me how was it calculated. I'm, I'm not sure necessarily. Again, what part of it was, or how much of whatever determined was. Again, I like to think it had to do with the properties at a thousand mint versus or a thousand uh, upex price versus the upex transfer. But again, I, I paid the fine or the, the donation. Um, but even again, I want the clarity. I'm thinking the whole community wants the clarity. I just, from what I was told, it just I think it's be something that's be very very hard. It might continue to be the kind of this gray area, um, just because they can't govern what happens outside the, the system. Um, I think they can only do so much on, on the inside too. But so again, I'm I'm fully on board with everybody. I um, it, <laughs> hate to say it too. There's this whole thing about whale privilege, or you know, that's out in the in the boards too. It's not whale privilege. Like this could have been anybody could have done this transaction if they if they wanted to pony up in the game, if they wanted to become a bigger player. I think Abdullah had reached out and said, "Hey, I I would have had some interest, or Sanctum would have had some interest in it." Uh, it just happened that Venom and I had exchanged messages way back last year about it, and you know he said, "Hey, you're still interested," so it went forward that way. Um, but it's in the way that Upex hand uh, Upex Upland handled it too. It's not again. I like to think it's not a privilege thing. It's just there's not a good answer on on how to do this right now or whatever. Yeah, well, if, if anybody thinks it's privilege, if you're a smaller player. Just try to buy five properties off somebody and notify Upland if you get the approval, then guess what? It's not privilege. Due to the fact that you never tried and you didn't get it, that's not proof of privilege. Right? 
So why don't you go out and reach out to that player and say, hey, I want to buy five properties off this guy on OTC. He wants to get out of the game. See how it works out. If you get treated differently, then bring up this case. But if there's no case precedent for a smaller player being denied this access without notifying the team, then you can complain. Until then, keep your socialist crap to yourself. <laughs> that's my take. And I'm not here to speculate either. I'm guessing that's maybe some of the reason that nothing has been said yet is because they don't necessarily want that all happening. But again, it's a very fair ask. Again, if I was able to do it, should someone with 5, 10, 100, 500, how many properties be able to? Again, I feel the answer is yes, but I, I, I don't know how it's going to be handled. And that's... That's a great point there, TM. And I think that's why, you know, Dizzy just ended up having to pay the pay a fine, pay the fee because he did reach out. Yeah, he didn't reach out, you know, immediately as it started to go down. But right in the middle. Right in the middle. But still, you know, it's and tonight he's shown his accountability and ownership and, you know, we all Monday morning quarterback stuff and make mistakes, but Absolutely. I I think that a lot of the people that were, you know, a lot of the people haven't even tried to do what you just suggested of saying, hey, I'm going to buy this person out there. They got five properties. I'm doing OTC for for a hundred bucks. I mean, or I guess a better scenario is buying somebody out that's over the 10,000 cap and 20 properties that would take so long and as dizzy said you can't send offers in u.s dollars and you'd run into snipers so that you know once again the metrics aren't there but that's a real good point there tm with the hey if you haven't asked and you haven't been told no then you know it's not privilege yep yeah so let's treat everything equally and fairly across the board if you never asked and someone else did that doesn't mean they have privilege over you. It just means you didn't ask. And the worst <clears> they can tell so. you is no, and no doesn't hurt feelings. Yeah, but no will give us clarity that then there is privilege, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if they say no, then there is privilege. Congratulations, you win, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and, I'll support, and I'll support the fact that you say there's privilege. But until that happens, nope. Sorry, guys. Thanks for playing. Yeah. Now, uh... What else? What else is out there, Dizzy, that you want to convey to the community? Um, I guess the last few things I'd throw out there. Um, I, I even saved a Jizo Pete's comment, but TML is not on right now. Is that uh, someone else has kind of bashed me, like, "Oh, you're talking about wanting to grow the game, and you're this big uh, player, and you want to, you know, whatever, whatever." You haven't even listed any properties yet. Today, I finally got through hitting OK and zooming into four thousand two hundred different properties. So just chill, like, look, some of these are probably still confirming on the blockchain, so just give me a minute, give me a couple days, i got to get things organized, yes, I eventually will start, um, you know, checking out neighborhoods, get some of these posted, um, it just, it, it's a lot of properties, it's going to take some time. Um, the other thing I wanted to throw out there was kind of the tax discussion. Um, there was common, someone had said, oh, it's, it's they're trying to get, a, you know, around Tilia, and look at this, the IRS is going to come after them, and they're going to go to jail, and all this kind of stuff. Look, the IRS is going to come after and Benham because he's the one that sold. Well, you, sold, you bought. No, let me show you here, though. So again, and I'll speak from it. I'll speak from it as if I was the one selling. If and I'm so by way of background, I'm a Bitcoin or a crypto miner. I sell crypto equipment. I do crypto trading, and I also run a couple of our businesses. But when I receive crypto in for anything, NFT for equipment, for payment for mowing someone's yard, whatever it might be. That's income to me. I claim that at the value, at the date, at the time that it's received. And I use cointracking.info as by way of doing that. I can put it down to the fraction of a second, not fraction, but to the, uh, the second. When it was received, they calculate everything for me. So as far as Chilia getting 1000 bucks and it's going to end Venom, whatever, and hitting a 1099 or whatever form they give to you, that's fine. If he reports, I'll, I'll speak from my point of view. If I report my you know, transactions like in Ethereum or Bitcoin, whatever, I have to post that as income. And if I don't, when I go to sell it down the road, they are going to look at me and say, well, what's your cost basis on that? And if I say zero, guess what? They're taxing the whole thing anyway. So whether I pay 2000 or I pay taxes on the fact that let's say Ethereum's at four grand, um, I got 4,000 of income today. When I sell it at 5,000 a year from now, I have a $1,000 capital gain. Great. 
if I don't do any of that, when I sell it a year from now at a five thousand, I'm gonna have a five thousand dollar gain. Um, so again, one way or the other, whether it's through Tilia, through PayPal, through crypto, through whatever, um, if you report how you should be, you're not evading any kind of taxes or anything like that. Yeah, if you bought the Ethereum for a hundred bucks back in 2017, you paid long-term capital gains on the increase that you sold it to and Venom to buy his property. Right? Exactly. As as you, the second I transfer it to Venom, yep, it's a sale. Versus yep. the cash. Yeah. So yep. yeah, you know, you know your taxes, and tax situation shouldn't be part of this discussion because it's not part of the game, right? Everybody else's individual taxes are handed on an individual basis. Yeah, they can do what they please. I just I saw one of the people were coming out like, oh, they're just trying to avoid taxes. It's like, no, educate yourself. Just educate on how this all works. And if you choose not to do, to claim your crypto taxes, then good luck to you. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah. Move to Costa Rica or uh, Puerto Rico. There you go. Well, still got to pay taxes in Puerto Rico, but they're just, <laughs> they're just not capital gains. They're municipal taxes and other kinds of minimum taxes. You got to have gotcha. a lot of money in crypto to truly benefit out of moving to Puerto Rico. If you make a hundred thousand in crypto, don't move to Puerto Rico. That's just stupid. <laughs> there you go. All right. You got any other uh, questions for Dizzy there, TM? Uh, I just want to say, I love you. Aww, <laughs> love you too, man. <laughs> We've been in this game for so long and this guy's always been a good actor. And when his name got dragged through the mud, I was in a pinch. I was like, I don't know the whole story here. And I was like investigating. I called too stupid. I'm like, Hey, did you hear that about Dizzy? Tell me what you think. And you know, I think too stupid was a little more level headed than me. Cause I'm a little, I'm a little emotional freak. And I was like, I hope he's not doing that. you know, and you know, now that we got the full story, you know, I told earlier, you know, sometimes there's a lot of gumshoe detectives. They got bullied when they were a kid, and they want to throw everybody in jail because it makes them feel tough, right? <clears throat> so, yeah. And, on, and I hand, wanted to share more info earlier. Just I think as you can see, all this all transpired. I didn't really get a good answer from Upland until Monday afternoon. Um, that was from X1. I was told that on Friday, like, look, we're going to talk about it, and we'll get back to you. Um, and likewise, I'm trying to trying to say play both sides of the coin. I'm trying to pr- present an argument that I'm not here to throw Upland under the bus. Again, they've got some things that. They need to address. I'm not here to throw in venom on the bus. Again, my dealings with him went great. Um, there was maybe some, again, misdrewing or some misunderstanding of how things and why things. But again, at the end of the day, things still transacted well. Um, yeah, just some kind of growing pains, I guess, along the way. Yeah, and if anything, it puts the, the heat under their uplands ass to get working on this escrow service so that we can uh, we all can do this more easily. And it's quite possible that you set a case precedent almost what would be a case sample of what happens and how to handle it. There you go. Yeah. So hopefully this changes stuff and we have a better functioning upland here for the greater community in the future. Dizzy really appreciate you coming on, uh, sharing what went down last week and getting the facts out there. And uh, hopefully this uh, provides some clarity and, as a lot of people today and we're saying that, you know, it's, it's not really an issue with you personally, Dizzy it's with Upland and their inconsistency, but TM did bring up a good point. And then it's the whole, also the other point of, you know, we don't know fully the crimes of the people that were put in Alcatraz either, because it's not a public record, which I find interesting that, you know, all your finances are a public record here on blockchain, but your criminal activities not. Yeah. The most, most States in the United States have a public records, you know, except for like California, you can do whatever you want. There's no record of it, <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, the only thing I say to Dizzy is uh, you shouldn't have sold Harlem so early, brother. <laughs> live and learn <laughs> can't believe where that floor is at right now <laughs> dude I, I i sold three properties for like 6400 usd like not in usd but in upix and then i sold another one for 540,000 that i bought for like 36 bucks that's ridiculous it is it's, it's almost like crypto back in 2017 december and it's like this metaverse thing guys anybody that's listening this is just the beginning you know, just like Happy Gilmore said, we've only just begun. <laughs> <laughs> right, Shooter? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, TM, you got anything for our listeners before we get out of here for the evening? 
uh, th- I would say look into Throg's Neck and Country Club, TNA Node Rocks, and Upland is going to the moon, baby. <laughs> there you go. Everybody be safe. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Upex Podcast. Oh, and then last week, I don't know how we got down the, you know, we are correcting something that we did say on the show last week. I don't know how we got attached to calling landmarks monuments, and then we just rode with calling it monuments the whole episode. And uh, that was realized after that. So this is our editorial correction that we were made aware of it. And we do know that it's landmarks. We just don't know how we got onto monuments but there's there, also a, there's also another one uh, too stupid excellent said adaption instead of adoption there you go yep thank you for pointing <laughs> that out again <laughs> and there's that too thanks tm everybody be Not safe and speak with you next week It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping.